everybody. Happy New Year. It's Ophira Eisenberg. Here's a little something from the Ask Me Another Vault, most of which has never been aired. So way back at the end of our first season, we had the famous sex therapist Dr. Ruth on as our VIP. She threw us a bone and didn't beat around the bush in her saucy interview, the uncut version, which is here for your listening pleasure. Warning. The following content has been deemed inappropriate for the radio. It may also be inappropriate for children, offices, or sensitive grandparents. Please put on your headphones or find a safe place to enjoy this Ask Me Another bonus round. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and before I introduce our VIP, I would just like to let our listeners know that we're going to be talking about some, perhaps, adult topics. So you might want to put a cartoon on the TV for the kids, grab some headphones for yourself, because joining me right now is superstar sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. I hear sis, they make noise. Welcome, Dr. Ruth. Thank Thank you you. so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, So you were giving people advice for three decades on the radio, and even now on YouTube. Has has it changed over time, what people ask, what they want to know about relationships and sex? I tell you what has changed. Yes. Because of you. Oh, good. Because of people like you. (laughs) I was going to say... What has changed is the vocabulary. Uh, in the olden days, they used to say, she's with child, meaning she's pregnant. And nobody used to speak uh, about issues of sexuality. I can do it because I have a doctorate in it. You can't talk like that. Your audience can't talk like that. I can say orgasm. I can say erection. I can say clitoris. Maybe we'll try with your audience. Can you all say clitoris? <laughs> You have a good audience. Yeah. So, <laughs> I tell you what has changed. The vocabulary has changed, and what has changed for people like you, the ability of women to have sexual satisfaction. I'm not asking you any personal question, because that I'm... I only do in my office. Right. But it's, there is no question that the women have heard the message. I'm not the only one. Lots of people talk about sex. But uh, they have heard the message that a woman has to take the responsibility for her own sexual satisfaction. Even if the guy, even if you're a guy, but I'm not talking personally, <laughs> even, even if he says, look, I know what to do because I love you. So I know, not so. So of course... <laughs> Across this great country of ours, women have learned that they have to take the, the, the hand or the whatever other part of the anatomy <laughs> and Toast. to make sure that they have a sexual satisfaction. And what has changed also, which is uh, a little bit you mentioned before, and I'm going to mention this here, the Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm sure you read it, but I don't ask personal questions. No, no, no. And no. I don't, I, and you can't ask me personal no, questions. No, I, I wouldn't dream of it. But I all of your listeners have to know, I did read it, all three volumes, yeah. of course. What a question. I have to read what you people are talking about. So what's interesting, 50 years ago, 
there was a book, Lady Shutterly's Lover, coming out of England. Everybody was shocked. Some years later was Fear of Flying of Erica Young. People were even more shocked. And look what comes out today. And I have to tell you that in Israel, Fifty Shades of Grey, translated into Hebrew, sold out in one day. <laughs> so what is interesting is the things that I've been talking all the time. Women, don't ask, don't answer personally, but in generally, because I watch your face. I, I am dying to answer personally. You don't know what you're doing to me. I am dying to. So, they used to say women don't get aroused by sexually explicit literature or movies. And this book proves what I have been saying all along. Not so. Women do get aroused. Now, in that book, there's some scenes that I did not like and your audience is not going to like because it's sadomasochism, they're not going to like that. It's not required reading. It's not a student in my classroom. I say, turn the page. Sure. You don't, you don't have to read that. Read a page that kind of makes you forget about your worries, forget about a boss you don't like, forget about some worries about money, all kind of worries and do get sexually aroused and have a very satisfying orgasm, then you are going to go to a comedy show and you're going to enjoy it more. <laughs> so, you see, I'm not a comedian, but I can make you laugh. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what you charge for these sessions, but I'm in. I just want to let you know. I'm totally in. I learned something. So, uh, so I'm sure over the years you've heard a lot of the same question from yes. your uh, either Patient. people calling in or patients. Clients. Yes, mm -hmm. clients. But I, was there a time when someone asked you something that was so shocking or, or stumped you or took you in a different direction? So I have to tell you. Okay. First of all, I'm old-fashioned and a square. As you hear from my accent, I come from Europe, and I'm still old-fashioned and a square. So when somebody comes to my office and they have um, tendencies that I can't visualize, like sadomasochism, for example, I send them to a psychiatrist. A good sex, <laughs> a good sex therapist, if I see somebody in my office, either a woman who has difficulties obtaining an orgasm or a man who is a premature ejaculator, or a man who has difficulties obtaining or maintaining an erection. I give them homework. Nothing is done in my office. Oh. <laughs> Only homework. But then I have, when they come back and talk about it, I have to visualize it. So there are certain things that I could not visualize. I have to tell them, go and see somebody else. Someone else. else. Right. <laughs> but in general, I do get the same type of question. Sex has become boring. Sex has been put on a back burner. The children are walking in. He loses his erection. She can't have an orgasm. All of those issues that everybody has. The other thing that I hear a lot is the difficult loneliness, mm. the difficulty of finding a partner. And I'm all for internet. I'm all for those dating services. If they are smart and meet in a public space, for example, a comedy show. Yeah, why not come here? Oh, You're absolutely. Right. Or a hotel lobby, not in a secluded place 
like not your surroundings here. Right. They have to meet in a place that is safe. Not an alleyway. If someone right. says, let me meet you right. for a first date in an so alleyway, no. Basically, <laughs> so basically, the, the, the issues people have are not different. For example, people after menopause, very often, out of ignorance, they are stopping having sex, and, which is a pity because uh, uh, menopause is at age 50, and they can live until age 95, so they shouldn't waste all of those years not having sex. Yeah, why not, so right? I, <laughs> so I did a book uh, called uh, Sex After 50. And many of my books I talk, because I'm a good talker, and Pierre Leo is my minister of communications. He puts it on pages. It comes back to me. Then I say, no, I don't want to say it this way. Or I say it doesn't fit here. So that's how we have been doing like 18 books now. So not bad. And many of them called Sexually Speaking. For you, there's a book called Sexually Speaking. What every woman needs to know about sexual health. That one I did with a gynecologist, Dr. Amos Grünebaum. You should read that. That's my prescription. And, and, then your, and then your husband should read it too. Because he might find some very interesting things in there. Oh, he's read it. <laughs> so I have to ask you this. Do you have how many grandchildren? I have the best. Four <laughs> grandchildren. And they're all the best. All four of them are the very best. Nobody and has four grandchildren like mine. How old is the oldest? He's uh, going to be 22. 22. Finishing college. Okay. The next one is 16. Okay. And the ones in Canada is the girl is, ten, is 14 and the boy is 10. So the older ones, do they ever come to you for God advice? Forbid. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> and if they would, I would send them not to a comedian. <laughs> no. Don't ever send I anyone would to a send comedian. To somebody else. However, I know that they have read my books because I did some books for children. And I also know that sometimes they know what I'm talking sure, about. Sure, of course. But I do not want to ever counsel them. They have parents. And I also don't believe that this is my task. But if you come to my office, <laughs> you I take for free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Now you have, I'm taking you up on that offer. Now you have, you've done a lot of things in your life, but when did you know it was your calling to be a sex therapist? I mean, and, be, I and became the most well-known. That's what they say. Yeah, that is what and they I say. And I don't mind that they say it. <laughs> so I, uh, in this country, I worked in public health and the money ran out on a government project. You know, like so many people now, that there are projects that are not funded. And I needed a job. I needed a part-time job. And Planned Parenthood of New York City offered me, offered me a research position. I took it right away. And I thought I was very well qualified. I had already my master's in sociology and my uh, degree in psychology. I thought these people, there's something wrong with them. I took the job and I thought, what's the matter with them? All they talk about is sex. They don't talk about the weather. They don't talk about comedy. They don't talk about literature. Nothing else but sex. 48 hours later, I said, hold it. What an interesting subject matter. I, the other idea I had for my doctoral dissertation, I said goodbye. 
And I use that data of following 2,000 women with their contraceptive and abortive history and used it for my doctoral dissertation. Then people like you came over and whispered This questions. is so specific, this interview, no. by the way. But people whispered questions, and I didn't have an answer, and then I was very fortunate. I went to Cornell Medical School, seven years, oh, wow. and uh, twice a week, and I was trained to be a sex therapist. So now I had the academic credentials for teaching how to teach sex education and to do sex therapy. And look, I'm pretty fortunate. Yeah, you, you I'm, I'm still talking about yeah, it. T- <laughs> I'm a grandmother. I'm going to be 85. 84 now. And there's a touring play written about you? Oh, you have to go and see that play. Okay. <laughs> because... I will do anything you tell me. You the understand play, this? The play is called... Dr. Ruth all the way. Everybody <laughs> knows what that means. Sure. The, uh, Mark, Mark Saint-Germain, who wrote the play, wrote the play Freud's Last Session. And I went to see it, and I went backstage and talked to the fellow, to the actor who played Freud. I said, you were wonderful. He said, can I come to your office? I love that. For Sigmund Freud coming to my office. <laughs> I said, yes, tomorrow. <laughs> He came, and he didn't have a problem. Or oh, I don't know if he had a problem. <laughs> he said, the playwright, Mark Saint-Germain, wants to write a play about me. I said, no. Then Mark met with me. I liked him. I said, okay. 4,000 people saw it. The woman who plays me, Deborah Jo Rupp, played the mother in the 70s show. Oh, yeah. She plays that mother. Sure. And as if you watch that show, That's it, when she sits in the car, and the neighbor puts his hand on her shoulder. Her husband is driving. She looks over to her husband. She's worried that he sees it. But it shows on her face that she likes it. <laughs> That's for me. She is, she is wonderful. I saw it 10 times. I do pinch, I do pinch myself. Saying, Ruth Westheimer, you are in the audience, you are not on stage. Wow. She was wonderful. And it's very nice for me to hear, to have people say, I didn't know that yeah, about you. Yeah, it's a tribute to it's you. Very nice. And also, you decided to do a line of wine. I like the way you say that. Line wine. of wine. Because say, now say what it's called, Van d'Amour. Van d'Amour. No, Van d'Amour. Van d'Amour. <laughs> <laughs> So Pierre, whom I just mentioned, yes. said, see, I usually say to a couple like you, <laughs> everybody is stressed. When you go home, drink a little bit of wine, just to relax. Like Don't two, three bottles? A oh. <laughs> little bit. Because if you drink too much, you fall asleep, and he can't perform if he drinks too much. Mm-hmm. So we are coming out with that wine, red, rosé, and, uh, and a white one. It's called Van and it's only 6% of alcohol, which means people can drink. In their fantasies, they can say that they really drink a lot of wine, <laughs> and then they're going to have good sex right afterwards. It's brilliant, and no hangover, just happiness. No hangover. All right, Dr. Ruth, now I have to ask you, would you be up to getting some trivia? 
Would you like? Do I a, get a prize if I win? You get a prize. Yes, of course. You're up for an Ask Me Another challenge? Yes. All right, fantastic. Big hand for Doctor Ruth Westheimer. Okay. We're just going to adjust your mic for a second, and then we're going to uh, start again. This is amazing. I have learned so much. So fantastic. Make sure yes. that you two there ask me questions that I know how to answer. <laughs> Otherwise, you are going to have good sex for the rest of your life if I win. The stakes are very high. Wow, I like... You put it hexes on people, too? <laughs> Wait. But don't have sex just with anybody you pick up in the audience. No. Only your partners, okay? okay. I'm old-fashioned and a square. I, I'm with you. It's okay. like, it is too exhausting, I frankly. <laughs> I promise I will not have sex with anyone in this audience, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. I like that. Everybody. Everybody. Every last person. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow. Well, guess what? Tomorrow is my birthday. So get those presents in the mail, people. But since you know that I'm all about giving, check back tomorrow for a little bonus from me. <laughs>